Hello, Internet, and welcome to this episode of the Geeks Grading Geekdom Show podcast thing. I am Wes Yehola, and every week I and whoever I can sometimes rope in to join me talk about something in the wide world of geekdom and give it a grade. That means movies, it means TVs, books, comics, or whatever else I put my attention on. This week, my attention is on YouTube, and in particular, the web series called The Party, as in Adventuring Party, as in what happens when a new player wants to join her roommate's Dungeons & Dragons game for a secret reason. This is not, I want to make this perfectly clear from the get-go, this is not a show where some D&D group is live-streaming their game sessions. We've got enough of those, thank you very much. The Party is a seven-episode series available on YouTube or on the creator's official website, appropriately called PartyWebSeries.com. It is a scripted show and well-produced. The show was created by Margaret Borchett, uh, I hope I'm saying your name right, a professional writer for podcasting and television, Geneva Willis, who's written on Star Trek Picard and the Catch-22 series, and Tori Chancellor, who was the assistant to Jason Carden, who's the VP of Development and Production Works at Seth Meyers Schumeyer's Production. Uh, so they, they have, all three of them have done a bunch of work in television and on the internet and in entertainment ventures. So much work, I could probably fill five minutes just going down all their credits. But in addition to doing all that, these three women are also avid D&D players. Their website tells the backstory of how they got this going better than I'm about to, but here's here's the short version of it. During the COVID lockdowns, they decided to begin collaborating on a project. About that time, the D&D movie Honor Among Thieves had just been announced, and that's what spurred them to see about making an adaptation of a gaming group into a series. And they decided to make it a sitcom, which works absolutely beautifully. Anyone who has played any significant amount of D&D or really any tabletop RPG knows the laughs that happen at the table. All games start out like Excalibur and the Knights of the Round Table and eventually devolve into Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And generally, everyone's okay with that because like this show, there's drama in there too, and it's just all part of the fun. So, The Party runs seven episodes of between nine and 13 minutes each, and this is a grand total of a little over 80 minutes of story, and I got to tell you, it packs a lot into those 80 minutes. The basic story centers on the character Viola. She's in grad school and has just moved in with a new roommate. And right away, we see how experienced the producers are with gaming. The opening shot is Viola pacing around her room, rehearsing some kind of speech. And in the background downstairs, we can hear a D&D session in mid-game. And it sounds completely authentic. There are scattered voices talking over each other as they try to figure out what to do regarding whatever big bad thing that they're facing. And we, we clearly hear one of the players shouting how that never works. That never works. And we already know that some big encounter is happening downstairs while Viola is trying to focus on her speech. And she tries her noise-canceling headphones, but they crap out on her, saying they'll recharge the battery. She, then she finally goes downstairs to see what all the noise is about, or maybe to ask them to maybe keep it down so she can do her stuff. And here is what we where we see the first of what is a frugally used set piece. When Viola walks into the gaming room, we see it from her point of view, 
but it's her walking into a tavern where all the characters are around the table. And I mean the characters, not the players. The producers fully costumed these actors, including skin colors and prosthetics for these tavern scenes. And then there's an accidental but harsh bit of reality that crashes the scene, which flips the world back to it being players around the table. So it turns out that Viola was warned by her new roommate who is running the game that she hosts a game there every weekend. And Viola later confesses she thought she meant Scrabble or something because, well, why not? So I'm not going to get into much of the plot, but the catalyst for the series, there's two actually, but this one's about Viola. She is in town for grad school in the communications department. At the school, she's talking to her advisor about her idea, and he hates it. And then asks her... What else does she bring to the table? Does she have any other ideas? She doesn't. But she indulges in the trope of whatever's in sight and pieces together some something from the things she sees around the office, which include a stuffed dragon and a book about conflict resolution. So she proposes her topic to be Dungeons and Dragons as conflict resolution. Yeah! That's the ticket. Of course, she hasn't ever played D&D before and barely knows what it is, so she has to convince her roommate and the other players to let her in the party. And there's the title, The Party. A kind of weird but I think smart move on the producer's part was to save us, the audience, the trouble of remembering everyone's real name. They reference each other mostly in character, so... It's enough just to know those names, even if it is strange to have everybody refer to the DM as just DM, even when she's doing nothing related to DMing. But I get it, and it makes sense, and given the nature of the series, it makes it easier on everybody just to have one set of names. So, fine with that. The other catalyst for the other out-of-game ongoing story is DM's Missing Notebook. It has plans and details and stats and names and all the other details and notes that she needs to run her D&D campaign. And when I say campaign, if you don't know what that is because you aren't an RPG player, that's the interconnected series of game sessions. It's one set of adventures. It's like the the a night at the table is like a single episode of a television show, or you know, maybe it would take three to make one episode. I don't know. But then the campaign would be the entire series or the entire show over the course of series. So there you go. So there's a lot of detail. That's why DM needs her notebook, because that's where the details are. So anyway... It's from this storyline about the missing notebook where we learn why there's a place available in the D&D party in the first place, and it relates to why DM needed a roommate as well. So here we are. We've got Viola and her roommate DM. The other members of the party are Thistle, Ecstasy, Yorick, and Jean. They are a druid, a rogue, a warlock, and a paladin. So the party has a good sneaky in the form of a rogue, a good tank in the form of the paladin. Magic's handled to a point as is healing with the warlock and the druid. And when asked if they'd be okay with Viola joining the party, their opinions vary. Some are more hardcore into this than others, and they're harder to convince. And like her graduate's advisor, they ask her, what does she bring to the table? The fact she can cook and that's what wins some of them over, 
is another thing that I can totally buy because gamers and food just always go together. In the end, they're all okay with her joining, which is good, you know, because otherwise this series would be over in episode one. So in comes the Human Wizard, which is a challenging pick for a new player entering an ongoing game. Of course, what they don't know is she plans on using them as unwitting test subjects for her thesis about Dungeons & Dragons as conflict resolution. And that, as it turns out, has its own special kind of complication to go with it. All right, that's all the plot I'm throwing at you, so on to other parts about this. The episodes, like so much else, show the producers' intimate familiarity with gaming in general and D&D in particular. The first episode, the one I sort of summarized for you there, is called Session Zero. That's a term, if you don't know, used by a lot of people, myself included, for the initial gathering of the players. That's where everyone settles up on what character they want to play. They get brushed up on the setting. They learn how their characters know each other or don't, uh, why they'd get together, uh, why, and work out all the background details, and just basically get things started and getting them ready to go so that everyone knows where they are, who they are, and what they're supposed to be doing when the action starts. Just like what the episode is doing for us who are watching this thing. Episode two, where things really get moving, is called Roll Initiative. Uh, other episode titles are Inspiration Point, Improvised Weapon, Side Quest, Zone of Truth, and Saving Throw. All terms pretty familiar to D&D players and also perfectly fitting for what happens in those episodes. I'd love to know if they came up with the titles first or the wrote the episode first and picked the title that was appropriate. Probably the second one. Now, it'd be easy to think that this whole series, since it's in episodes on the internet, would be a cheap production depending on experienced D&D players to carry the charm and the humor. It's not. This is in all ways a professional and high value and high quality production. Based on the behind the scenes videos that the creators made, this was a television show in all but name. And it being on the internet, which gave it the complete freedom to have episodes that were only as long as they needed to be, that was great. That little detail right there meant there was no need to pad things for time. Also save money, which is always an important concern when it comes to an independent production. That said, the show brought in professional actors, some of whom did not play D&D and still convincingly delivered dialogue that they personally did not understand at the time. I mentioned the costuming already, but remember the game players also had to be costumed as well as their characters. And like in any other show, the lighting, the blocking, the edits, the sound, and everything else had to be considered decisions. That this wasn't a student project done for fun and then put up on the internet. The women who produced it are all pros in the industry with the contacts and experience that took to make this look easy. And it's never that easy. This is going to be short, but frankly, I'm just running out of things to say about this show without diving into spoilers, which I don't want to do. There's plenty of laughs. There's two strong central storylines. There's great characterizations for both the players and the in-game characters they play. There's a couple of very well-serviced subplots, including what's going on in the game itself. And there is a really satisfying conclusion when it all wraps up. Sometimes people need the tree of their life shaken up a bit to clear the way for new growth. So before I give it a grade, though, I'm going to let you hear the audio of the trailer. Here we go. As you enter the cave, the darkness envelops you. I have dark vision. They say at level 20 you become a god, but I'm going to do it by 17. Teach me. 
Oh, sad little DM can't remember her stupid NPC names. No more inter-party romance. I don't know what that means. Can I get a slice of that? I can't hear you. Just one slice, just one slice. Yeah, I'm actually done. I see a whole pizza right there. Viola, what do you do? I don't even complain when you leave your Legos everywhere for me to step on. Avatar The Last Airbender isn't an anime. So you're a sex worker? I'm an actor. Why didn't you say you were low on HP? I hope you freeze to death waiting in line for Hall H. What can I say? It's got drama. It's got entry. It's got pathos. How could I refuse? That's what you take from this? What the fuck is an owlbear? To answer that last question, it's something you should never charge, especially if you're a young gnome, low-level druid. Just saying. On the other hand, though, I'm saying that because that actually happened in a game I played because the player was new. And Speaking very personally, that's one of the things I adore about new players. Old players like me, we are very familiar with the game, with the systems. We know how to min-max things. We know strategies just inherently. New players don't have all of that, and that frees them up to try things that experienced players just don't think of to try because statistically it's smarter to try something else, but maybe not as cool. So I got to say, I love some, I love some new players because I love when they just try things that are so out of the box without even realizing they're thinking out of the box. It's great. So anyway, moving on, The Party, a short web series about some people who play Dungeons & Dragons, what happens when a new player joins for a secret reason, and other causes of drama and laughter through the whole thing. Actually, I searched for something I didn't like about this series and couldn't find anything except an extremely little nitpick about Viola's program advisor. So I'm giving The Party an A+. And if you've ever played a tabletop RPG, especially Dungeons & Dragons, I am really sure you're going to like this. As always, though, feel free to let me know how wrong you think I am, or bright if that's the case. The text line is 901-878-9420. The email address, if you have something long to say, is mail at drakehallmemphis.com. Also, as always, if there's any topic in the wide world of geekdom you'd like for me to address in grade, please let me know that, too. I am planning to see the new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse movie this weekend, so that's probably going to be my topic for a week from today. For now, thank you for listening. I am Wes Yehola, and I hope I was worth your valuable time. This is Drake Digital. <laughs>